بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته We start by thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying alhamdulillah thumma alhamdulillah for all the ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon this ummah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one of the biggest ni'mah that has given us is to understand la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah Allah has called this ummah the best of the ummah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given this ummah many opportunities to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that were not given to any ummah before the ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once again has given us another opportunity. A blessed month just went and then a blessed month is just around the corner. This is a ni'mah and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon this ummah. Only for those who understand, truly understand, the ni'mah given by Allah, the opportunities given by Allah, and to grab them with both hands, embrace them, and take advantage of those opportunities and fulfill the rights of the opportunity given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of them is the blessed month of Ramadan, which is just around the corner. Before that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through his beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah has given us another opportunity, which is the blessed night amongst the month of Sha'aban, which is the nifs of Sha'aban, which is this coming Sunday. And inshallah for that, uh, Mufti Adam Saab, inshallah, will have a program on it tomorrow night, Saturday night, after Salatul Isha here in our masjid. All the brothers and sisters request, inshallah, to participate and benefit from the knowledge that will be shared, inshallah, during the event. Another ni'mah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us is to understand what Allah wants from us. To understand what Allah wants from us. If we can understand that, then inshallah we'll have no problem in this dunya and hereafter. If a person doesn't know their destination, then it doesn't matter whichever road that they take. Because they don't know where they're going. If a person doesn't know their destination, whether they want to go south, north, or east, then it doesn't matter which direction they go. Because they don't know where they want to be. As a Muslim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has clearly advised us told us, taught us through the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that our destination is Jannatul Firdaus al-A'la. 
The Prophet Muhammad said, when you ask from Allah, ask for the best. And amongst the best level of Jannah is Al-Firdaus al Any level of Jannah would do. But Prophet Muhammad told us, when you are asking from Allah, then ask for the best. Just like when we want something in this dunya, no one wants to settle for less than the best. Whether it's clothes, whether it's food, whether it's cars, whether it's jobs, everybody wants the best. So why should I, I settle for less when it comes to Jannah? And that's why Prophet Muhammad said, ask for Al-Firdaus. Jannah Al-Firdaus. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all an entrance on the day of Qiyamah to the Jannah Al-Firdaus, inshallah. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in a hadith where he said, لَيْسَ شَيْءٌ أَكْرَمَ عَلَى اللَّهِ مِنَ الدُّعَى Nothing is more loved, honorable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than supplications. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I am the one who gives. He's the giver. And the ummah is to ask, to seek for help. When we ask, Allah will give. And there's nothing more loved, honorable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than supplications, dua. It means if a person does not ask Allah, does not have time to ask Allah, it means he has neglected one of the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the action which is more honorable, more loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is seeking and asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran in Surah Al-Ghafir, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمُ دُعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ And Allah says, اُدْعُونِي Ask from me. And then straight away Allah says, Astajib lakum. When you ask me, your duty is to ask, your right is to ask, my responsibility is to answer your call. Allah says in the Quran, Ad'uni astajib lakum. You ask me and I will answer your call. Depending, Allah knows best. Some du'as are answered straight away. And as they've been asked, exactly they've been provided. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who knows what is best for us, what is good for us, sometimes insan asks for something not knowing that Allah, if Allah would have granted him or her that dua, it would not be beneficial for them in this dunya or after. And for that reason, Allah has not rejected his dua. But Allah says, I know what is best for you, what is good for you. 
I will replace what you've asked me for something that is better for you. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says yes to the dua, but the timing is not right. And Allah says, I will provide for you when the time is right. So not always when we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we want it there and then. Allah provide for me this, and you want it there and then. Instead we should be asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, according to my knowledge and understanding, this is what I need. But you know best. If that is good for me, for my dunya and akhirah, then Allah do provide but if it is not, as you know the best, then please Allah replace it what is good for me. When we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we are seeking help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the first thing Allah is pleased. Allah is happy. And Allah says, my servant has fulfilled one of the requirements as mentioned in the Quran, ad'uni. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the next is for me to reply to my servant astajib lakum. Allah says I will listen to your dua and I will reply to you. And for those who do not ask Allah, who do not seek from Allah, what does Allah say in the same verse? إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي سَيَدْخُلُونَ جَهَنَّمَ دَاخِنِينَ their destination will be in the hellfire. May Allah protect us. Why? Because Allah says, ask from me, and they did not ask from me. They asked from everyone else except me. And Allah says, continue asking whoever you want to ask. Because you're not going to get the help you need. The only person, the only way you can get what you need is from me. Those who do not seek advice, help, who do not ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it means you are ask, you are you, you you have agreed that you are in need of help and support, but you instead of knocking on the door of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're asking everyone else. And that's why you see the non-believers eh, who worship sun, who worships moon, who worships stars, who worships idols. They're asking help from something that was depends on Allah. It's Allah's creations. Even those who they worship, they're seeking help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sun doesn't shine without the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The moon doesn't shine without the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so on. So Allah says, Ad'uni astajib lakum. Now let's ask each individual, just ask yourself, from the 24 hours, how long do I spend seeking help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How often do I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How often do I raise my hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Look at shaitan. 
how he's doing his job so greatly. To a point where some people agree and believe that there is no dua after salat. They say it's bid'ah. It's haram. When the imam is supplicating dua, they can't even bother to say amin on it. Look how shaitan does his job. To someone else, one step in, one step out. Last in, first out. I don't even have time to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many brothers and sisters are they? They wish they could do a ruku. They wish they could go to the ground and do sajda to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But their the health condition doesn't allow them. But they wish. Just like before. Oh Allah, I was healthy, fit enough to perform my salat, standing, ruku and sujood. And they keep praying to Allah, oh Allah, grant me one more opportunity I can do perform my sajda on the ground. And I have seen brothers performing salah. The sajda is less than even a second. Where are we heading? Where are we running? What are we running after? The same Allah who provided me their good health. I don't even have few seconds to perform the sajda as it should be performed. The same Allah who gave me the opportunity to come and to stand and to pray my salat, I don't even have the time to perform the ruku as it should be performed. Let's not lose this opportunity. Let's not perform our ibadah as if we is a tick of the box. Ya Allah, here, your salat, your fajr, your dhuhr, your asr, your maghrib, your isha. Allah does not need our salat. We need Allah. Don't have enough time to even raise my hand and ask Allah and thank Allah. But yet I want the best from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Al-Ahqaf, وَمَنْ أَضَلُّ مِمَّنْ يَدْعُوا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَنْ لَا يَسْتَجِيبُ لَهُ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ وَهُمْ عَنْ دُعَائِهِمْ غَافِلُونَ Mention about those who I've just mentioned, they're asking, they're seeking help from anyone else except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says, these are the worst people. In one of the hadith, hadith Qudsi mentioned with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows his mercy and shows his authority and shows his promises. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu mentioned that Adnaba abdun dhamban faqal a servant commits a sin. A servant commits a sin. Now the question comes is, the sin committed and the sinner, at that point, they are wrong. 
The only thing will make it correct to correct what they have committed, the sin, is seeking istighfar and forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when my servant comes to me, it means they have understood and realized that what they have done was wrong and there is no one except me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they have come to me seeking istighfar, forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the servant says, Ya Allah, Allah maghfirli. Allah really have realized. I shouldn't have done what I have done. And I'm seeking your forgiveness. Allah forgive my sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replies to the servant. And he said, Aznaba abdi dhamban fa'alima anna lahu rabban yaghfiri dhamb. And Allah says, my servant committed a sin. But then realize there is no one else except Allah, his creator. And he came to me asking and seeking forgiveness. And Allah says, I have forgiven you, my servant. Allah fulfilled his rights. And he says, my servant, because you've realized your mistake, and you have come running to me, be happy that I've forgiven your sin. Shaitan wants us to commit a sin, and Allah says, my servant, come to me, seek my forgiveness, I will forgive you. The question is, in this hadith, is mentioned that Allah says, my servant realized my servant understood my servant came to me my servant asked for forgiveness if none of these are available it means we are committing a sin as shaitan wants and we are not understanding and realizing what i've done and because of that i am not seeking help and forgiveness from allah the person will continue committing a sin shaitan will be happy and Allah will be still waiting for that servant to come to Allah for asking for forgiveness. Look how merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. It's a long hadith which continues that a servant goes and commits another sin. Realize again it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another hadith is mentioned that Malaika says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, He's the same servant who came to you yesterday. And you forgive him. And he's back again, ya Allah. And he says, as long my servants continue to asking, seeking forgiveness from me, I will not be tired to, to provide forgiveness for him. Allah says, it doesn't matter how many times you come to me to seek forgiveness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I will forgive you, my servant. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us another ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding forgiveness, regarding seeking 
regarding asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that every night every night the last third of the night during the third, last third of the night Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks three questions to his creations the first one is every night and the ulama says is the time just before fajr the time the last few hours before salatul fajr allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the first question allah asked the ummah who is seeking? Who is making dua? Who is asking? So I can answer their call. Lucky and blessed are those who realize, just the previous hadith, realize and make efforts and utilize that moment when Allah is asking directly. Who is, seek, who is seeking my help, advice, support? Who is, wants my help? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَاسْتَجِبْ لَهُ So I can reply to their, to their dua. The second question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks, مَنْ يَسْأَلُنِي فَعُوتِيَهُ Who wants something from me so I can provide for them? Whether it's a good health, whether it's a calamity they want to be removed, whether it's a hardship, any question, I'm here to listen so I can provide for them. And the third question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks, Who is seeking forgiveness so I can provide, I can forgive them? Three questions every night Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks. And this is the opportunity, as I mentioned before, for those brothers who came late, inshallah, tomorrow night after Salatul Isha, there is a program here, a talk on Nisfa Shaban by Mufti Adam Saab. For those brothers and sisters who can attend, inshallah, it will be beneficial. And this is leading us to the blessed month of Ramadan. The only way we can say that my Ramadan went very well that to make sure that this Ramadan is better than the previous one. The every day and every night of Ramadan to make sure that the first night is better than the night before. The day of Ramadan is better than the day before. And we progress from there, we improve from there, we continue from there. Otherwise, if I continue, even during the month of Ramadan, the same habits that I had in Sha'ban, the same habit I had in Rajab, then I have not benefited from the month of Ramadan. If my eyes continue to commit sins, if my nose continue to commit sins, if my tongue continue to commit sins, if my ears continue to commit sins, even in during the month of Ramadan, then wallahi, I'm the loser.
Because what is the difference between two months, three months ago and my Ramadan? If I cannot control and improve during the blessed month of Ramadan, look how merciful Allah is that he locks our enemy number one, shaitan, away from us. We blame everything on shaitan for 11 months. I'm the one who missed the salah. He says, oh, shaitan made me miss salah. Probably even the shaitan says, ya Allah, look at the ummah. Every bad thing, they blame me. Even if I didn't do it, they still blame me. I was the one who did not have time and effort to make time to perform my salat on time. Because I was busy with the dunya. I was busy running after the dunya. And then I blame the shaitan. So if I was not performing my five daily salat in Sha'ban, I continue with the same habit in Ramadan, what have I gained? And that reminds me of the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad where he said, how many of people, they think they are fasting, but end of the day, they have gained nothing but staying thirsty and hungry. May Allah protect us from those. The time does not allow me. My brothers and sisters, the blessed month of Ramadan is around the corner. This is the time to prepare for it mentally, physically, emotionally. To make time for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For our own benefit. Allah does not need us, we need Allah. Allah keep asking those three questions every night. Who is there who is seeking forgiveness so I can forgive them? If we don't seek forgiveness from Allah, we don't ask istighfar, we don't have time for Allah, then we are the loser. If I don't have time to raise my hands after salat, just because I want to run after the dunya, or just because somebody told me, you know what, it's bid'ah after salat to do dua. Don't pray for anyone else, even for yourself it's bid'ah. Did the Prophet not, ask, not pray for the ummah? Did the Prophet ﷺ not ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our forgiveness? Is not the hadith of the Aisha radiallahu anha in the hadith where he asked Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Ya Allah, Ya Rasulullah, every night you stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the point where your feet are cracking. While Allah has forgiven all your sins, and what was his reply? Should I not thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the name he has given me and my ummah? On the day of Qiyamah, Prophet will be waited to enter Jannah. Without him entering Jannah, no one can enter Jannah. And he'll be saying, Ya Allah, how can I enter Jannah when my ummah is still outside? When all the Prophet and Anbiya will be asking, will be requesting Allah regarding themselves, our Prophet will be there, Ya Allah, Ummati, Ummati. And today we say, you know what? To pray, to raise my hands after Salah is bid'ah. It's haram. 
Shaitan is doing his job. Wonderful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all opportunity to understand the purpose of our life in this dunya. We don't know how many breaths we've got left, how many seconds we've got left. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant this ummah the opportunity when we leave this dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with us. وَأَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَادِ مُسْلِمْنَا فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا إِنَّ الْغ